0: Listening to Get Real KC with Jen and Eric. Kansas City's consumer facing real estate podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Real KC, where we are overflowing with a passion for all things real estate. I'm Eric Jurgensen.
1: And I'm Jen Justice.
0: And today, we're excited to have in studio the owner of A-Pro Home Inspection, Brandon Miller. And as always, let's get right to it. Brandon, thanks for joining us today. Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Uh, this is fun. So am I. Now, typically, I would do some kind of... Um, introduction about all of your bona fides and all of that kind of stuff but that's a topic that we really want to jump into sure. so i apologize for not some grand uh, uh grandiose
1: brandon's amazing yeah, oh,
0: Here. Right.
1: all right i gave it to you brandon I, well i can i
2: can
0: hear that more if you want no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a, little more, a little more adulation would be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, I'm going to work on that. <laughs> no, kidding. Well, here, I <laughs> will tell you this, and so we'll tell all of our listeners this, that uh, Jen and I almost exclusively uh, use A-Pro Home Inspections for all of our home inspections. We've been very, very satisfied throughout the years. You guys do a great job. Thank you. Um, but uh, one of the things that uh, I think consumers really need to know or understand is is that not all home inspectors are the same. And so I I almost hate to start there, but I think we need to set some groundwork.
1: Well, in Missouri, we're still dealing with where you can just throw a shingle up and call yourself a home inspector and there you go. And, you know, there's different pieces trying to come in with some legislation and regulate that. But, you know, legislation takes a long time. It's kind of like the court system really clogged up.
0: That's right. So so let's talk first in Missouri or Kansas. And so we can separate them. Um, What it takes for someone to say they are a home inspector? Uh, well, if you start a business, so you go and submit the paperwork, and then you can start being a home inspector tomorrow. So no home inspector certifications, just your LLC paperwork or whatever business you're going to put together, right? Pretty
2: much. Now, I mean, if you want to be legal, if you really don't care about it, you could probably just say, hey, I'm a home inspector and start
0: tomorrow, <laughs> right. right? So right. you don't
2: even have to let, you know, file any paperwork. It's crazy. And it's is that bust.
0: across both states?
2: Yes, it is now. Uh, Back in 2012, I think it was, there was
0: licensing for Kansas and then Brownback didn't renew the legislation, so it's dropped off. Okay. So, that's one thing to sort of be concerned with. Now, we'll talk a little bit about, in a second, about um, homeowners and inspection companies direct, but a lot of homeowners use the recommendations of their agents, their realtors. Yeah. When I was looking at all of this, and then when I got on Jen's team and we started talking about you, I looked specifically at, um, uh, lots of industries like to have letters after names, right? MD and PhD. And I was 20 years in IT. And let me tell you, there's E-Pro, a, little, there's, there's a lot, of, lot of letters I can put after my name that, that yes. are, uh, you, of course, and uh, you know, walk around, but officially there's a lot of letters after your name. Of course. Uh, so so walk me through some of those and, and sure. why they're important.
2: Yeah. So the, the letters that we have under my name is uh, CHI and PHI. And really it's a certified home inspector and also professional home inspector. And uh, they have two different designations, but in order to get those you have to go through a number of different uh, classroom work and adhere to a s- specific standard of practice. And um, uh, we've gone through, uh, there's a membership organization, it's national, it's called uh, InterNACHI, that uh, you can get uh, your certifications through. And then there's also one that's proprietary to, to our company, which is ISHI, which is the International Society of Home Inspectors. But really. What the what the letters mean is uh, the the C H I means that uh, I'm a certified home inspector. It means I've gone through over 500 hours of online training with over uh, you know three to four weeks of really intense uh, field work. I actually went and trained out in um, uh, Delaware, which is like one of the first states of the union, right? And so uh, you can uh, we got into a lot of different homes, some Frank Lloyd Wright stuff. It was really fun, but. Uh, that kind of gives you that, but the PHI, the Professional Home Inspector, is also comes down to your uh, the liability and the insurance that you carry. Uh, you know, we ca- we carry a number of different insurances so that uh, errors and omissions, and uh, and so forth. And one of those things, it it protects everybody involved in the entire process. And so, those who have these types of designations, you can be sure that you know, they've had proper training that they can, that they're a trusted source for you when, when you're hiring them to do an inspection. And uh, it's, it's always important, especially when, in our area when there's no licensing to, to make sure that you do your due diligence on who you're gonna hire to do that inspection for you. What kind of experience, what kind of knowledge, what kind of certifications that they have and also what is their standard of practice that they that they do every single house to.
1: You know, and the home inspector is like many of the other fields that Eric and I, even with realtors, we would love you to use us, but we also recommend that you ask questions that you yeah. interview. I mean, this is somebody you're gonna spend a couple hours with and you're putting a lot of eggs in that basket. Yes. So it behooves you to ask those questions to say, hey, how long you been doing this? Tell me about your team. Tell me about your certification. So again, we just always encourage our listeners to ask those questions. Don't be afraid to do that. This is your largest financial asset that you're probably dealing with.
0: That's right. And I think we're going to get into uh, in, in, a, in a few minutes, just specifically what kind of control as a homeowner or as a buyer, a potential buyer that, that you have. Um, because uh, I know that there are some agents that um, I think all realtors probably uh, have home inspectors that they typically use but there might be a multitude of reasons for those yeah. so but so like any professional uh, when you're dealing with buying and selling a home you you really uh, make you really behoove yourself to, to be to find a trusted provider to do a little bit of research to, to have good quality advice let's move on to the home inspection itself sure um, and, and we're going to jump into, at some point, the different kinds of more detailed inspections, but let's talk about a general whole home inspection to start with, Sure. which is sort of the one that is almost always recommended. I, I have I've had one instance, which was recently, in, in, that I have suggested to somebody that they waive an inspection. Only one, and it was a very unique circumstance. Sure. So um, I, I'm a big proponent of home inspections. I think they... They help you understand what you're buying. I think setting expectations is incredibly important. But what is it we're covering? What it, what is it that overall you're going to do? Yeah. Uh, so
2: all inspections, in my opinion, should encompass the entire house and all its systems and components. Right. So well, let's start from the exterior side. We'll 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 look at the uh, the, the wall cladding, your siding, your roof, obviously, and then. A lot of uh, foundation problems, especially in our area, can uh, be attributed to uh, drainage around the house. You know, we're in an area of, with expansive soil, so an inspector should be taking a look at your drainage, uh, how the land lays towards the house, uh, the, those sort of things. And then so moving into the house, uh, you're, 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 you're gonna want your inspector to also look at your HVAC systems, you know, your, your heating, your cooling, uh, your plumbing system, um, and then also your, your electric system. All of your built in appliances, your attics, uh, you know, we're going to be looking at all of those kinds of things, opening all doors, all windows, and making sure that, you know, when you're just living in a home, operating all these systems, are they functioning, are they not, and what to plan for for in the future.
0: In a normal market, I think a home buyer gets an opportunity. Maybe two times, maybe as long, depending on the size of the home, maybe even as long as an hour each time to kind of go through the house. Um, Well, right
1: now it's 30 minutes.
0: (laughs) Right now, yeah. Right now, (laughs) right now it's maybe. What's the
1: normal market again, Eric? Uh, I forgot. We haven't had
0: one of those in a while now. It's when I was a kid, I think, and that's Mm. a long time ago. Long, long time ago. but yeah, in today's market, it's just nuts. You've got 30 minutes, you've got people in front of you, you've got people behind you, you've gotta walk through the house, it's a speed walk, you've gotta make a decision right then or the house is gonna be gone, because somebody else will. Yeah. And and um, there is no way, even in the old days, when you could actually spend time in a the house, there's no way to see everything, it just doesn't happen. Even, uh, you know, I, I consider myself pretty good at, at finding things um, just in general, and then I'll be back in a house a second time, like at the inspection I'll be like oh wow I never saw that I look at that big crack over there I never Mm -hmm. saw that so I I think it's really important when you do this inspection afterwards then there is a report yes and and um, that, I want
1: to time out for just a minute. We didn't yeah. tell the the listeners how long this thing's gonna take. You just went over yes. all these amazing. Well, systems. I was
0: gonna, I was, we were gonna get to that. We we're gonna get to actual processing. I know somebody's
1: out there burning like, how long does this take? This sounds like it's could take day or two. Th-
2: yes, that's
0: right. Well, okay, so let's we'll just go there. How long does that take? How so, so you, conversely,
2: when you only have that fifteen, twenty minutes to look through the house, this is the inspection is really a good time for you to really get nitty gritty with the house, right? So these things are gonna take depending on the size of it, between two and three hours could be even more, especially if uh, if it's a much larger house. And so that's gonna give you some time to get your tape measure out, measure some things during that inspection, and really get a, a good look at the place. Uh, especially if you have a good inspector, they should allow you to walk the house with them or at least do a little show and tell at the very end.
0: Right, Perfect. So, so we're kind of there. Let's talk about, since we've gone there, let's talk about that process. So after you have uh, made an offer on a home and it's been accepted. The, and this is typical, obviously there can be changes, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's negotiable in real estate. But uh, typically you have a period, uh, 10 days is the default in our current contracts. So frequently a lot of people go with that. Sometimes they'll shorten it. Oh, um, right
1: now they're shortened, baby.
0: Yeah, but um, to to uh, contract a home inspector to come out and do an inspection, and that's then scheduled. And then during that time, um, you as the buyer can be present and if you have a home and should be if
1: you're able, right? I, yeah, and, I do
0: encourage be. it. Now, just to give you an idea of how uh, I work, Jen works the same way, which is I'm always present. Um, now, uh, one of the reasons why I'm always present is is because uh, on on a different side of my real estate business, we flip homes, so I'm very familiar with a lot of the systems and whatnot, mm-hmm. and sometimes it helps. Uh, for me to sort of do that translation from this, you know, here's the technical of what's the situation with the HVAC and kind of explain that in, in better detail while um, the inspector continues on to their next system.
1: And if Brandon goes, hey, Jen, you might want to have a look at this, you're available right. to go yeah, look at said thing, and then you can better convey what information needs to be conveyed to either the buyer or the other agent. That's and,
0: right. And then I I almost always... Um, I wanna say demand, as close as I demand anything from a client, Uh, but I I strongly suggest that they are there at least for the last 45 minutes or so because Brandon or whomever should be walking through doing a recap of letting them visually see, letting them ask questions of the home inspector about what's going on. So even though uh, I might block out four hours just to be safe uh, I'll tell my clients, hey, look, you can be there for the whole thing, but I really, really, really want you to be here for the last hour or thirty minutes.
1: And if for nothing yeah. else, they need to know where that main water shutoff is, right? Yeah,
2: in the case of those emergencies, how do I shut my water off, that's right? So I don't do damage. Because but that's
1: not in the same place in every house. That's no, it's right. Not.
2: So it's important to be there. Uh, I do encourage it for for all of our clients to be there at least at the very end, so that the inspector can take them around, show them the issues, and then for a lot of times for first time home buyers. Uh, we can give a lot of maintenance tips. How do how do I operate the systems in the home? How do I properly maintain those? That should also be part of it. And so you want to make sure that you're looking for an inspector that has kind of a teacher's mentality too, uh, who has a great disposition so that you feel comfortable asking even what you may think is a silly question. But uh, really, it's, it's just learning about the systems in, in, in the home and how to properly maintain those.
0: And then, as you mentioned, for homeowners that aren't uh, worried about... Um, watching you do everything it's also a great opportunity for them to get in just to relook at the house they can start imagining their furniture they can bring their tape measures yeah they can do all of that have more time in the house a little more relaxed nobody's gonna be knocking on the door, going hey my showing started five minutes ago or anything like that because that's me that's me knocking on the door (laughs) 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 but but uh so, so it's a great time to come in and 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 do that as well so that the process wise that that's sort of what goes on um Are all inspections the same? So what I mean by that is um, there's the general home inspection, and we just painted a picture that makes it sound like uh, 100% of everything's covered. Yeah. Uh, And that's not really the case, because there's some systems in the home to really understand their condition require a deeper dive. That's correct, yeah. So... Um,
2: a couple things that really just aren't covered are low voltage wiring. So you got your telephone wires and things like that. That's not really going to be covered under under the inspection. Your service provider can, can really take a good look at that. Same with your cabling, you know, for your cable TV. We're looking for high voltage wiring. You know, what's going to operate your systems uh, in the home? So as far as an electrical standpoint goes. But um, that's the general ha- home inspection. There's also a lot of different... Um, subcategory stuff that you can probably get depending on what your interest is. You know, if you want, if you're su- suspecting mold in the house, you can have a mold test done. Um, if you want radon, if we suspect radon in the home, you can have radon testing done, as well as wood destroying insects. Um, all these things are uh, outside the scope of a normal home inspection. Um, but then one of the biggest things, especially in the last three years, is sewer scopes. Uh, you want to make sure that. Uh, what's b- below grade is certainly inspected, too. Um, and obviously, a, a home inspection is a visual inspection of all systems and components. We can't always see, obviously, where your main line is always, you know, it's underground, and we can't see that line and the condition of it. So you have to put actually a specialized tool down there to, to take a look.
1: Yeah, at least to date, we don't have x-ray vision yet. Not yet.
2: <laughs> if I had x-ray vision, I'd be in a different line of work. And they're, oh. they're gonna,
1: I don't I don't want to know <laughs> <laughs> no uh,
0: um, so there are other inspections that that you you and your company can perform yeah uh, or any company or any good company anyway can perform and some of those include so you mentioned you know the the wood destroying insects which is you know, termites termites. Yeah, termite, yeah. or carpenter bees as yeah. we've had a lot of carpenter Golly, bees this year a, man we got attacked
1: in this area by carpenter bees
0: yes um, radon um the the sewer scope so maybe a lot of people don't know this but typically uh in in most areas you are responsible for the sewer line from your house to when to and including i think the connection to the main city sewer where it connects where it connects so uh if there's problems in there then you're talking about having your yard dug up and several
1: thousand dollars
0: especially if it runs under concrete could be a big deal Absolutely,
1: could be a jackhammer situation if it yeah. runs under concrete. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and and so that's um, another one that I think um, is uh, is fireplaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly, I mean, all fireplaces can have problems, right? Anything can have a problem, but particularly wood burners, right? And then the yeah. flue condition and the chimney flu, condition, flue
1: chimney caps. Yes, yeah.
2: all of that fun stuff, you know. Especially if it's a if it's a a masonry ch- uh, chimney, those tend to have more issues than. if it's just a metal line flue but through the normal home inspection it's a visual inspection of what you can see uh, inside the box and then also through the flue and then also on top Uh, one of the things that we use for um, uh, trying to identify how the cap is doing is you not only even if if you can't walk the, the roof maybe it's too steep or sometimes these chimneys are way too tall we'll also use a drone to really get a good idea bird's eye view of what's happening on top but still, you can't see the entirety of the flu a lot of times. And so uh, we'll make a recommendation there if we're seeing some additional issue or if there's limitations of what we can see to have what they call a level 2 done, which would basically be putting a, a camera down that flu to really
0: get a good idea of, of the condition of its of, of the inner liner. So um, before – and because we're going to talk about money here in a minute yeah. because this is money directly out of a buyer's pocket. But let's talk about – I'm a buyer and I don't know anything about chimneys. Maybe I'm a first time home buyer. Uh, maybe I've just never had um, a, a masonry chimney. We'll just yeah. use that as an example. What are some of the things that would trigger me to say I think it's worth spending the extra money for that more detailed inspection? I mean, sure. So, you know, as an inspector, we're taking a
2: look at it from the inside and looking up through. The flu. If you're just if b- before you even have an ins- uh, inspector out there, you say you're looking through that house in 30 minutes, right? And so you are uh, take a look at the fireplace. Uh, is has it been cleaned recently, or is it really dirty uh, on the inside? If it's if it's dirty, it could be an indication that it probably hasn't been serviced in a while. You may want to have that checked out before you operate it. You know, is that? answer your question
0: it's sort of and i and i think that that is one of the challenges a crack
1: in the back of it is a pretty good indicator <laughs> yeah, that's
0: a crack yeah sometimes you can't see them because they're so dirty yeah if they're
1: so dirty that you can't see the crack you yeah. know then that's pretty bad or if it looks like it's yeah. crumbling i look up and if it looks like it's crumbling we might yeah. have an issue i mean and that could just be an exterior issue but true I mean, there's, th- those things add up really fast, and chimneys are an expensive piece if, if that starts to go in. I mean, you get into thousands of dollars again quickly, and so you just want to prepare yourself. I mean, that right. doesn't mean that it's not the home for you. It just means, hey, I need to prepare myself for an expense that may be coming. Or, hey, maybe not in this market, but maybe in a more balanced market, we go back and we ask that seller for a little compensation for that.
2: That's right. Also, look up where, at the ceiling where where it hits the ceiling. If uh, if there, you see moisture stains there, you know you probably have a flashing issue too. So there's just some easy things that you can do when, when walking through a house looking for it. Um, everything can be fixed, right? So
1: or so we say. Or so <laughs> no, to say. It, probably <laughs> it
2: probably can't. It probably can't. Throw enough money at it, but uh, so that's that's what we're trying to identify through the, the through the inspection. But with the the market the way it is and the little time that you have to really look. Th- go through it. Just look for those big things. Like you said, Jen, uh, look for those cracks, look, see how dirty that, that chimney is and, uh, uh, kind of move on from there. Is it, is it something that you want to move forward with and make sure that it's operational or there's some other things that you can do? Um, maybe turning into a gas log insert or just use candles too. Gotcha.
0: I I think one of, and where I was kind of going was one of the challenges I think for a lot of homeowners or, or buyers is, is, um, understanding what it is that they need to do, what's, what's appropriate. I, I just, you know, you, you say, well, you could have that inspected and I might mention it that way. And then they're like, well, should I, or shouldn't I? And they're looking for some real professional advice. Yeah, And I have to tell you, um, not, not to try to be political, but we've created such a state of fear. And I think that, you know, just in general, um i I think that that falls into home ownership and then so they're like well i'm scared of this and i'm scared of that and i need to make sure this is right i need to make sure there's perfect now let me take just two minutes and and flip right i'll be the aggressor here for a minute sure um because it's certainly some people in the industry feel like this and i think some people do this is that um there are uh, like i 've met realtors that that aren 't thrilled about home inspections and it 's nothing about the home inspector but it 's about the level of faith or the level of perfection that some people expect based on a home inspection yeah so um, to kind of be uh, be the antagonist for a minute um, the report comes. Uh, with, uh, understandably, a lot of indications, hey, you know, we couldn't actually see the foundation walls because the basement is finished. Yeah, um, We think maybe you ought to have a licensed plumber look at this or a licensed electrician look at that. So a lot of, because unfortunately we're a litigious society, our contracts are riddled with that kind of stuff as well. Um then you'll say, you know, uh, maybe on a report will be uh, there seems to be some settling cracks here, and then the home, the potential buyer is like, well, they have to fix this. Yes. Um, so, so you you're nodding your head like so you you know this occurs. Oh, absolutely. So, so why don't uh, give give our listeners some words of wisdom about not panicking over certain things? So. Backing up a little bit to our
2: earlier conversation, why I like to have a client at the house is it's much easier to paint the picture with them verbally than for them to see the report and get really scared. Because a lot of times the verbiage is just a little bit different, um, and that's because there's we're in a litigious society and there's a lot of CYA in the report. Um, but uh, we want to make sure that we get the proper information to the client, and so. Um, Making sure that expectations are set properly. Um, Obviously, an inspection is to identify the big things in the home, right? And through the course of the home, uh, we may find tape flaws and things like that. Um, But honestly, those aren't really big issues. Are they really going to keep a person from buying a home? Probably not. Well, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Typically. Yeah. I mean – so, but you never know, you know, uh, we've, we've had clients that said, you know, I just want to make sure that the, the refrigerator is operating. And, you know, who cares if my foundation's crumbling? So,
0: uh, you know, so. Food
1: is a priority. That's not something to joke about. Eric knows so, this firsthand.
0: Hey, I, I am a <laughs> proponent of food. Uh, that's the. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Part of the reason why I do radio, right? And I'm I'm not television. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I I think it's
2: really kind of, it's, there's, we have a set standard of practice as we go through the house, but yet um, our clients have different expectations of what that home inspection and home inspector's supposed to find. Some expect, every little, little thing to be found, but that can really clutter up a report and dilute the bigger issues that we might find. And so I think it's important for clients to understand what the home inspection is really there to do. And that's to really kind of catch those big items, the things that are going to cost them a lot of money as they live in the home, and not just every little, you know, little small little crack that may not be a big deal. But that's also important for them to be there so that the inspector can give them the, the information and let them know, hey, that crack is is probably either just a settlement crack, a small settlement crack. Or it could even be just an expansion-contraction type zone, so you just don't know. But that's what the inspector is there to do is to ident- identify those things and, and fully evaluate them for for the client. And
1: your report's broken down into sections, and mm-hmm. you identify them in different ways. Tell us a little bit about that, and maybe that'll help them understand.
2: Sure. So uh, from a stu- from a structural standpoint, <clears throat> all houses are going to probably have a crack somewhere, right? Especially in the family. Especially
1: in the Midwest.
2: Yeah. It's uncommon to find a poured concrete house that does not have a crack in it, um, but it's if you have a properly trained inspector, they can look at that crack and identify, is that, is that a settlement crack that is shrinkage from when it was first poured, or is it moving? Do we have a much larger issue here? In our reports, we actually do a floor survey, and so um, we're not engineers, but it's a tool that an engineer may use. We do it on every single house, and this helps us to properly identify. You know, is that crack that we're seeing in the wall a problem, or is it just something to keep our eyes on? Uh, is it has it has it really occurred ten years ago, or is it currently something that we need to have addressed? And, and so, uh, it, it all comes into the training that you go through, and and the properly uh, evaluating of. Of the house, you know, so doors and windows are sticky. If uh, if you got bowing of walls, and also our floor survey comes back greater than two inches, we know we've got
0: a problem here. Right.
1: Yeah. So so like, if it's eight inches, that's identified as a major concern. Major.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a major concern. That's where you drop a marble on the floor and it rolls. And it (laughs) rolls, right? And so
1: that's a major concern, and that's identified as such. If it's a minor concern or no concern, you know, there's there's much less there. Or the other thing that uh, I feel like the report does a good job of identifying is safety concerns.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So our reports all identify those major concerns, the safety items, and then improvements and monitors, things to keep your eyes on too. So, and we can kind of talk about what those things mean. But for the most part, when you're buying a house, the things that mainly be concerned about are going to be those major concerns and safety issues. And then
0: really kind of any of the the improvements that matter most to to the client. I can tell you, and I just want to kind of come back to something you said, because, of course, working with you and your team on the inspections for my clients, um, I think you hit the nail on the head. And and clients get really comfortable with a, a completely objective third party who's really putting their reputation on the line when they can have really good conversations with them there at the inspection. That's right. And they can find out, like... Like yeah, there's you know it's a cathedral ceiling and there seems to be a little bit of a crack up top, but it's a 35 year old home and that's probably just some general settlement and it's likely been there for years and years and years, mm-hmm. um, and you can have it repaired or not, but uh, to hear that from somebody that doesn't have a vested interest because as much as objective as I am, I recognize that people see that I have a vested interest, or yeah. uh, and so to hear that from you guys. Uh, you know, communication is, is so important and so is some of the, you know, the language, just the tone of voice and, and, and all of that where they can, people can start feeling more comfortable about things that they just don't know, right? Because we tend to fear things we don't know. So yeah, like, hey, does that crack have effervescence? I can't tell you how many times I've talked about effervescence with clients, yeah. you know? And, and that that's an indicator of something different than if it's just a, hey, this was a crack at poor. Yeah. So um, yeah, that that's really good to, you know, again, can't stress enough to be there. And if you are ever in a situation, which I don't know that I've ever heard of, but if you're ever in a situation where a an inspector is on doesn't really want you around then find another inspector that's just you know to yeah me, yeah i've heard some bad horror stories there
2: but i I want to say also just to, due to COVID, if you're afraid to be on site uh, due to COVID and all of that there's your inspector should also be able to do switch gears maybe uh do a, a little video or a live a live view at, face time, walk through a live at the zoom, time whatever you know yeah. that kind of thing so if you can't be there or if you if you just don't want to be there uh there's some ways that we can
0: uh we can identify those issues and do that walk through all right real quick let's talk about just overall general costs sure so the whole home inspection just the the base inspection, runs approximately? Uh, It just depends on
2: the size of the house, but I would say anywhere between three to four hundred dollars, just the base inspection. Yeah, our average houses
1: in this area are 2,000 square feet or less, and that should pretty much cover you. Um, Where's that break at? Because that gets in, I mean, we do have some bigger houses, obviously, but where's that break at? Because I think it goes by square footage, doesn't it? Yeah, it it
2: goes by square footage. We have kind of a matrix, but um, it's really about the 3,000 square foot house. Um, You're probably closer to $400 uh, for that. But even even if you got a 5,000 square foot house, which we don't often get into, that's still gonna be less than 500 bucks. So you're,
0: you know, yeah, well, I mean, I'm working right now with a yeah. client, and we're up over five thousand square feet. Yeah. Uh, but also, typically in those budget areas, a few hundred dollars more for quality inspection doesn't bother anybody.
1: So. No, no, Absolutely. yeah, they're spending a million dollars on a home; they're right. gonna want uh, yeah. the the true thing. But yeah. Yeah.
0: but your average homeowner is gonna be looking somewhere in the three to four hundred dollar range. Yeah. And, you know. So what about some of these subsidiary ones? And I know they're gonna vary, but just to ballpark people, so they have an idea, like maybe a sewer scope. What yeah. would
2: that cost? Sewer scopes are gonna be probably the most expensive outside of um, the actual home inspection, unless you get into some chimney inspection type stuff. But uh, the sewer scopes, you should be able to find something less than 200 bucks. Usually, you know, ours is about, I think it's 179, something like that.
0: I mean, just to give people a general idea, because this and appraisals are the two cash items coming out of a buyer's pocket before they get to the closing table.
1: And then the termite, which the lender's always going to require, cover that one.
2: Yeah, so uh, termite's typically around 79, 80 bucks. Usually if the client's going to, with us, if they're going to order more ancillary products, so say they're going to order the home inspection and then they want a termite and a sewer scope and maybe even a, a radon test done, which is typically around $100, bucks, uh, we'll give package pricing. And we'll, it, when the, the more um, stuff that they can order, we can do a lot better on price. And so they'll start getting discounts and so forth as they go.
0: Okay. Uh, I didn't leave enough time for this because I know you're going to have a million stories, but we ask every client, what's the craziest thing you've seen while you've been home inspecting in real estate? Here? Well, I, I've seen quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> I know. I didn't I should have given us like 10 minutes. We're going to have you back, and that's all we're going to talk about is yeah. crazy stories. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a great one.
0: Well, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go two real quick. How's
2: that? <clears throat> um, one was I was in a house. It was a house that had a basement with a partial crawl and uh, I'm doing my normal thing, I'm really focused on what I'm looking at, and I'm in the basement, and this crawl was like, has a normal like little, small little window like you'd see a normal basement window would have. That's the only way to get into the crawl. And I'm, I'm looking around with my flashlight, looking real intently, and I look into this crawl space, and my blood goes cold, you know? And I'm like, what am I looking at? I'm seeing a human skull looking right back at me. Oh! <laughs> and in that split second, I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna have to call the police, you know, we're. This is a big issue. You know, it's like, what? What did I just stumble upon? And I, I'm looking at it even closer and closer. It's. It's. I'm. There's plexiglass between me, and so I really have to look closer at it. And I oh, someone's being funny. They've just put a, a plastic skull looking back at me. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Oh. So, oh. so
2: I, I almost freaked out there. I was like, am I really looking at a dead body here? you, like like you almost can't freaked touch out. it, right?
1: Yeah. gotta call the police. Like,
0: I'm just excited that I'm too big to get into a crawl space yeah. because I would have had a heart attack and expired. Death. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> just, yeah. It's over. Yeah. It's over.
2: <laughs> oh, but. Oh. Yeah, the other one was that uh, we, we get into a lot of different things, but those Whirlpool tubs and the master bathrooms, right. um, a lot of times I'll have uh, cabinets you can open up and get into. Sure. Uh, I've gotten in there and found like thousands of dollars of wad of cash with a with a plane ticket. Someone was about ready to bounce as soon as this whole this house
0: sell, sold. <laughs> I was like, I'm that's gonna leave funny. that right there. That was their secret stash, and you yeah. found it during the inspection. Oh, that's Pretty much. hilarious. Yeah.
1: Cash and a plane. Where ticket. was the, Did you look?
0: Did you look? Where was the ticket too? Uh,
2: I, I didn't even look. I was uh. like, man, I just want to put that away because I don't want to get you know. Anyway, we get accused for a lot of things. I don't want to be accused of taking a, a, stuff. A stack of high society and a ticket to Rio, right? Yeah, that's great! <laughs> yes. That's been, A lot of cash in a,
0: in a plane ticket that has yet to be used, but yeah, it's was, it was funny. Alright, last last topic, and this is because I want people to understand how to contact you. Uh, sure. And, and, Jen, this may be for you as well. Is it okay for a buyer to tell their real estate agent which home inspection company they want to use?
1: Oh, yeah. If they have a relationship, I mean, we don't we don't step on toes, no, man. Not. That's not what we're here to do. We want to build a good win-win situation. So if they have somebody that's good, that they've got really good rapport with, we certainly, that trust factor, you know, like you talked about, yeah. is very important. So we would ask that they ask the same questions that we've talked about throughout this podcast. You know, we mm-hmm. want to make sure they're qualified and everything. Um, sometimes Uncle Joe is not the best candidate for a home inspector that's if right. he doesn't have that's a little right. more knowledge. But sometimes, you know. Uncle Joe might be very well qualified and we need to just explore that.
0: Right. So just to let people know, it's okay yeah. to say, hey, I've done research. And we love
1: on- you, Uncle Joe, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've done research on this company or I like the you know, I saw the inspection report at my parents' house or whatever it is and tell your agent this is who I want to use. And and they shouldn't have a problem with it. Now they may mm-hmm. casually ask you some questions like have you know, why did you choose that or whatever, just to make just to protect you, to make sure you're vetting well. But um, this is not because almost every agent will have a recommendation, and you are not obligated to, to necessarily use it.
1: Yep, we and, said interview that's right. and
0: yeah, and so absolutely, um, definitely, you have you are in the driver's seat, like most things. Yeah. Uh, in real estate.
1: And Brandon will give us his contact information so you could interview Brandon. And he'll do
0: that right That's now, Brandon. Right. How do they get a hold of you at Apro?
2: Well, they can always just give us a call and talk to our our office manager Carly. She does a great job. It's uh 816-226-6329. Probably the best way to ask any questions you got or you can always visit us at our at our website at uh, www. Uh, what is that Com. you know? But we go metro-wide, so uh, you can always take a take a look at us there and get a good idea of uh, what who we are, what we're about, and always uh, get a good idea also through through Google and the Google reviews that we have too. So. And, and I, if
1: somebody wanted to buy Brandon a plane ticket to Hawaii and have him do an inspection there, he would probably entertain that. I would
2: do that. You'd
0: find a way. Yeah. You'd, yeah. You'd, you'd squeeze that into your schedule. Yeah.
2: I'll even bring you a ball of whiskey. Yeah. You know, if you buy me a plane ticket, that'd be. Let's do it. Let's have fun.
0: Well, I, you know, we obviously Jen and I very much could recommend Brandon and his team at Apro, uh, but do your own research and feel comfortable uh, to go ahead and tell your agent if it's not Jen or I that you want to use Apro or whoever you have found that yeah. you think is absolutely uh, a great uh, home inspector or home inspection team. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on. We're out of time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Absolutely. I think we're going to have you back. I think we're going to do the horror stories episode if you're in. Yeah, we'll do that. Absolutely. All right. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Until next time. You have been listening to Get Real KC with Eric Jurgensen and Jen Justice. For more information or to contact our hosts visit us at dreamhomesbyjen.com where you can find more episodes exploring real estate as it matters to you.